Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4 and after 4 o'clock. If you miss stuff, John and Ken on demand the podcast. It's all there. Same show. Yeah, and we are still collecting calls for the Moist Line, which plays during the show tomorrow, the 3 o'clock hour. So you can use that app to connect to the Moist Line or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86. Uh, word came down a couple of hours ago that, because we talked about this a lot yesterday, uh, we even pulled out the tongue bath desk. We knew Gavin Newsom was going to China to talk climate change and to sign MOUs, M-O-U's, Memorandums of Understanding with some provinces in China. But uh, the announcement came down just a couple of hours ago. He's going to Israel first. He'll be there tomorrow. You, governor. He's going to go. Israel? He's going to stop in Israel tomorrow before he makes his way to China. Uh, actually, the trip what? starts in Hong Kong, then he goes to China. Uh, what is the word? Uh, oh. While in Israel, the governor will meet with those impacted by the violence. Well, he's, uh, he's, he thinks he's the shadow president now, isn't he? He adjusted his planned international trip and will briefly visit with Israel instead of going to China. The peacemaker. Do you think he's going to get uh, 
the yep. Netanyahu and the biggies to come out like yep. they did for Biden? Or I think they're busy. Well, <laughs> I guess everyone's a little busy can, in that can, part of the can, world. Yes. Can, can you imagine you're planning this uh, massive invasion? Like, can you like, just take a picture with me, quick? It's like uh, Gavin Newsom's at the door. <laughs> what? <laughs> I Who's got, Gavin Newsom? <laughs> That's right. Who's Gavin? Who's Newsom? that schmuck? He's got. I got three hundred fifty thousand troops. I'm about to send into battle. What do you mean, Gavin Newsom wants to see me? Uh, well, they have to add in the story. Right. He's going to look at all political. California is home to the largest population of Arab Americans and the second largest population of Jews in the United States. I, I, Guess who's in Israel today? Who today? The governor of New York, Kathy Hochul. Wait, She's what? meeting with some of the victims what of the attacks. Is, this is grandstanding. This, <laughs> this is people just prancing on the stage. She, does she have presidential aspirations too? She wants to look like Maybe, an international I, leader. Hey, when you've looked at who, of actually, course, that's probably the place with the largest population of well, Jews in well, the U.S. New York. When you look uh, at who's who be, has become president in the last ten years, bar's pretty low, isn't it? I think every governor's probably thinking, "I could do this." But you're right; he's running a shadow candidacy. He is. He is because it's clear Biden is uh, in the final days. I have seen in more than one place, and of course, it's places that are generally critical of Biden, that uh, when he did a stopover on his way back from Israel, I think they were in Germany, he spoke to reporters and uh, several observers said, oh, boy, he was mumbling. No, (laughs) No, it was bad. I watched it. Talk it in your sleep. Romantics. He he was literally just in one of the little like hallways on Air Force One talking to a whole like press gaggle. And it was very. Is that the audio we have? Yeah, it's part of it. Yes. Oh, it's part of okay, because the only headline I saw, and I guess it's going to be in this piece of audio, he's aboard Air Force One, and uh, reporters are asking him questions, so he begins responding. And, uh, well, there's a, a bit of a, a strange thing in, in this response. Let's play the cut. Well, I can understand why in this circumstance they wouldn't believe. I can understand that. And, but uh, I would not you notice I don't say things like that unless I have faith in the source from which I've gotten our defense department says it's highly unlikely that it was Israelis but if it had a different footprint and they've intercepted some anyway and uh, so that's why if you notice I didn't say it first I I wanted to make sure that I knew and look and I'm not suggesting that Hamas deliberately did it either it's that old thing. Got to learn how to shoot straight. Uh, you know, and, uh, and it's not the first time Hamas has launched something that didn't function. He's talking about the bombing of the hospital. <laughs> and the headline everybody ran with today is Biden advises Hamas to shoot straight. Shoot straight. Do better. All right. <laughs> it's a little advice for me. Yeah. You're a little sloppy with, with, the, uh, with the aim here. Okay. What, what's wrong right. with you? Yeah. You're killing the wrong people here. That's supposed to be going. That 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 rocket was for Israelis. What are you doing, uh, shooting a hospital up? Oh, I just, uh, yeah, you can. I, like I said yesterday, like you have to lean in. He's on his deathbed. You have to, yeah, it's, it's, there is obviously some background noise to deal with, but his voice no, is so no, weak he, and low. It's, it, it's weak because he's fading out. It's the it's the final it's the final glide path. <laughs> oh, buddy, <laughs> what did you call it? The final glide path. Was that an expression? We mean like you're in your final days? Yes. Glide path. The glide okay, path. No. When a plane is about to land. 
Oh, okay. The glide path. Before, I thought it was an aerial reference, but yeah, I just before it touches you. down on the runway, he's about to touch down on the final runway. Well, you predicted that back in twenty twenty when he was running. My eyes would not. I know what I'm looking at. I got no special uh, psychic uh, powers. It's, it's uh, look with your eyes. Clearly, when you're 78, when you're running for president, and now you're 80, 81 almost, he will be in November. That yeah, this is going yeah, to happen. You know, you in in your later years, especially if you have conditions, you age exponentially from one year to the next. It's not like when you go from age 51 to 52. Yeah. Or it's, no, it's 80 to 81. When especially when you have the problems he has, no, it's 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 huge. But I, I mean, people die all the time. That's a revelation, isn't it? Uh, but I did read the other day, statistically speaking, if you make it to 70, you're probably going to make it to 85. And if you make it to 85, you're probably going to make it to 90. But mm -hmm. that doesn't hold true for every well, person. Well, no, it's, it's just more likely than not. But Yes, right. Now, I, I love reading actuarial tables. They're fascinating. <laughs> About deaths? Oh, well, just the, the percentage of people, how much time you have. You should have gone and work how, for an insurance company. How, That's what they ought to crunch those numbers, yeah, life insurance I, 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 companies. I was looking at exactly uh, that. How <laughs> were you trying to figure out what you oh, got we, left? Huh? Oh, yeah, I was. <laughs> Too much. Oh, no. The old, the old exit bag speech is coming. <laughs> it's like, Too much. Somebody save me. <laughs> I kept hitting refresh. Come on. All right. We could spend the rest of the show, honestly, with stories about protests and wild things that people are Man. saying on college campuses, high schools. We could. Oh. And if you want to, we will. I, I, I don't know. Well, uh, there's a you and Eric were busy sending out these stories today of uh, protests. Well, there, um, there's one around the block from me, Kamala Harris's uh, house. Kamala Harris's house. That's right. Yes. But those are Jews. Jews. Uh. Oh, <laughs> Eric is giving them the nah. Well, well, wait a minute. It's it's you Jews, say they're lying or it's Jews supporting the Palestinians. They're called progressive Jewish activists for Palestinian rights is kind of what their descriptor is. And all of the Jews I have talked to about these groups of people, yeah, we don't consider them real Jews. Oh no. Do you they're, think they're, they're Ginos? Do you think they're Jews in name only? <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> Chinos? Well, Rhino. <laughs> I was just trying to play it. It's a little too close to something else, Ken. Oh, okay. Did, uh, if not now is one of the groups. You're you're saying they're not really Jewish. I, That's one of the groups that showed up. Well, do you think they're impersonators? A left-leaning group of American Jews calling for the end oh, of I, U.S. support for Israel's apartheid system. Oh, so you don't think they're 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 fake actors? They're just not. No, I wouldn't say they're fake actors. I see. They're just. They're, they're not. What he believes, towing the Jewish line. He oh, I see. Right. Well, uh, I, yeah, seven twenty this morning, John. Did I wake you up or <laughs> fifty I, you know, people pulled up in cars? I didn't. I didn't notice. Um, but I, I didn't go in that direction. Oh, okay. Uh, and, but uh, they they claim that they're not going to be leaving until the, there's a ceasefire. The second gentleman is Jewish. Yes, and I just like to say that because it's a great title, Douglas Emhoff, right? Yeah, that's the husband. The of second Kamala gentleman. Harris. He is the second gentleman. Should we ever have a female president, the husband would be the first gentleman, but this is the vice president's. So he's husband. the second gentleman. He's only second. You right. ever heard anyone called the second lady? Uh, I just don't that, remember that. No, let me see how you could do that. Would that be Maybe first lady, second lady, right? Yeah, like if you had a mistress. <laughs> 
the president? Well, Clinton had This that. is the first lady. And Monica, then this is Monica, the other lady I like to hang out with. So I call her Monica, Monica Lewinsky, Lewinsky was the second, second lady. Yeah. Exactly. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn yeah, Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. That's right. <laughs> uh, by the way, these are the same type of people that showed up yesterday in Congress. You saw that story. They took over. They ran into the Capitol and protested. I think it's, I think it's the same a, group. I think it is. There's actually two groups, I think, that have been involved in this. Uh, I mentioned, if not now, and I think I saw the name of another. Uh, well, yeah, in Washington, D.C., hundreds of demonstrators organized by, if not now. And, no, oh, another progressive group, Jewish Voice for Peace. No good either, Eric? No? Say that one more time. Sorry. Jewish Voice for Peace is the other group that showed up uh, in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. uh, just like, if not now, they uh, yeah, said they're Jewish and they don't like uh, Israel. So. If they're Jewish, I would tell them, go to Gaza. Tell them you support Hamas. Tell them you're a Jew and see what happens. Oh wow, it's no. a, it's an excellent point. They, uh... it is. You know what? I I, I think about the uh, a lot of these protesters the same way. It's really cool to be standing on the west side of L.A. in Brentwood and protesting and shaking your fist. Why don't you go face what the Israelis faced in that uh, kibbutz right across the border? Hmm. Yeah. You go. You go stand there. You go stand there when uh, the uh, Hamas uh, guys were piling over and shooting everybody on sight. Cease I like fire. what uh, a couple of people have said. I'm not sure if it was John Fetterman. You know, John Fetterman. The yeah, yeah. Fetterman Pensing. told off uh, the, the the squad. Oh, he did. Yeah. Well, I, I, with the response, generally, I'll just shorten it to this: it's ceasefire. Well, after we get rid of Hamas, we can talk about that. Yeah. It's ceasefire after Hamas kills a thousand people. All right, all right, let's stop now. Whoa, 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 hold on. Well, they're worried about the Palestinians who don't really have a stake in this getting killed in these bombings. Do you, so. do you know what I read? And they're cut off from food and water. And I saw a poll, Associated Press story from two years ago. Uh, Hamas's uh, support rating, 53 to 14 in Palestine. Well, somebody took a poll, huh? Yeah, 53 to 14. It was right after some They dust. called up people during the bombing and... <laughs> <laughs> Said it was a scientific poll there, by some or, organization. Or Hamas was in the house when and, they called. And, and, yeah, well, oh, yeah, we love Hamas. See, yeah. you know, it's funny, but even your reaction. A lot of people can't believe that the Palestinian people actually support Hamas. No, I a don't. A lot of them do. Well, yeah, the problem, right, the violence, you're right. That's why people don't want to believe it. But when you look at the poll that was taken in Saudi Arabia and the support for bin Laden after what he did on 9-11, so it's through kind of, the roof. It's kind of the same thing. It wasn't just, it wasn't and just. it's all about you're on our land. Get yeah, out. Right. This is Palestine. It's not Israel. Yeah, I that, mean, I, you know, they don't want to get bombed, but their feelings for the Jews mimic Hamas's for the most part. All right, uh, we'll have more when we come back, of course, on Israel and Hamas. Your chance for money is still with us. A keyword is next. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, most polls I have seen, polls, right, do, so, do show that most Americans are supporting Israel and the horror that they suffered at the hands of Hamas. But clearly, this is America. There are exceptions. We're going to pull out a couple during the show this afternoon. One <laughs> unbelievable one was written up uh, by Ken Kirsten in the California Globe. It's about a UC Davis assistant professor who on October 10th, just days after the attack by Hamas, tweeted out the following. This is not a joke. This is what she tweeted. More on that in a moment. One group of people we have easy access to in the U.S. is all these Zionist journalists who spread propaganda and misinformation. 
They have houses with addresses, comma, kids in school. They can fear their bosses, but they should fear us more. Followed by a cleaver, an axe, and three large blood drops. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> the Globe asked the chancellor there if there was any effort underway to censor this professor. I wrote to them and I said, I happen to be a Zionist journalist and I have an address in kids in school. Should I be afraid? That's a great question. Yeah, I am. <laughs> did, did, did she get a... Uh... Did they get well, a the response was, we reject all forms of violence and discrimination <laughs> as they're antithetical to the values of our university. We strive to foster a climate of equity and justice built on mutual understanding and respect uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, all blah, members blah, of the blah, community. Blah. The next word that Ken Kirsten wrote was barf. <laughs> <laughs> he says barf to that. <laughs> that's, that's just the boilerplate that they send out whenever somebody complains. Exactly. But you, you have somebody dangerous on your staff who's sending out terroristic threats, death threats. That is a call on, to violence. Yes. Based on somebody's <laughs> religion. Yes. And and really uh, centering around the journalists, right? That's yes. What, uh, Let's get the Jewish journalists. Her name is Gemma DeCristo, assistant professor of American studies, who apparently is transgender because uh, Ken Kirsten uh, said she'd get involved. Remember the... Uh, transgender black man who was shot by security guards in San Francisco at the Walgreens. I think we did that story. Banco Brown is his name. She got heavily involved in the criticizing. The so mayor that gives her the and right. All this stuff about the police and blah, 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 blah. That blah. gives her the right to call for uh, Jewish journalists to be killed. Uh, I, I, but being a transgender is now a shield. And now you can get away with terroristic death threats. It's fascinating yeah. how they think. And, and we're paying for her. This is taxpayer paid. Professor, right? That's, uh, yeah, that's great. Yes. Glad I'm working. Isn't it great we're all working so that she can take our money and issue uh, terroristic threats to Jewish journalists? I, and the and and the response from the university is blah 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 blah. We hold our uh, 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 we hold uh, freedom of speech in the highest priority. Uh, safety of our uh, students. God. I mean, it, they're just, you know what smoked them out, though? It smoked them out. This is why you don't put up with all their all their cancel culture, all their BS, all their protests, all their uh, uh, shaming tactics. It's all one-sided. Now, well, that, I, I got to read this paragraph by Ken Kirsten because I think he really hit it precisely. He calls this the sickness of intersectionality. The entire moral compass is based not on any recognizable calculus of appropriate behavior. Whoever is perceived as poor and powerless is automatically virtuous. Whoever is perceived as rich and powerful is a candidate for butchering. <laughs> I think he said it well there. Because yes. that's the heart of this. These progressive activist types think that Israel is a, is is a, they're colonists. They've taken over. They're they're imperialists. They're yeah, they, and they, they've instituted apartheid. And yeah, so they, this is but, their take. So therefore, they are the enemy. Right. They make all that up. They've invented all those concepts, declared it fact, and it justifies all their horrific behavior. Nice game to play, huh? Hey, I've declared them colonists. I've declared them oppressive. Who the hell are you? He also writes, in Gemma DeCristo, formerly known as Jeremy DeCristo, we've got a trans woman who would surely face torture or death in Gaza, siding yes. with those who attack yeah. not the Israeli army or even its civilian right. infrastructure, but children and grandmothers and concert goers. Go to the uh, Hamas leaders and try to sell your lifestyle to them. What do you think they're going to do? <laughs> Hamas, yeah. Does Hamas have a lot of trans? Uh... Uh, 
No, I soldiers. don't. I don't think they they I, the whole Middle East there is not a warm and friendly environment. Yeah. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like really love. Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Citibank fired one of their online terrorists. Oh, no. Nozima Husseinova. She posted uh, online on Instagram, no wonder Hitler wanted rid of them. Oh, I did see that headline, yeah. Complete, wow. complete with a smiley face emoji. Yeah. She was a person. You pers- start bringing Hitler into this. Oh, boy. You're she was a uh, personal banker, and uh, now she's unemployed. I That sounds like it was a decent job. What's wrong with people? You thought we'd only be seen by a few close friends who would go, yeah, thumbs up. And what is like, wrong God. with people t- t- tweeting all this online? No, they X, right? It's not Xing this. Is that they're X-ing. X-ing. They're X-ing. I don't know. Did they change it to Xing? I said, everybody a mental patient? You're a banker. Make a loan. We said wait. this many times that social media is allowing everybody to think that they're hosting their own show and they yeah. have a huge platform and they can spew all their nonsense and 
Everyone's going to applaud. No. Yeah. Oh, I, I first of all, most people don't see because we've also talked about how some of the crazy mass shooters have it's, been posting things that apparently nobody saw before they did the shootings. But it, it is it is malignant narcissism. Is yeah, what that's it is. a good one. It's a well, mental. You're coming up with these terms today. It is a mental disease. Malignant. Malignant narcissism. Narcissism. Yeah, you, you think you could post uh, ch something cheering on Hitler with a smiley face and nobody's going to notice. <laughs> that's not a good idea. Uh, from the uh, News of the Obvious desk, or the shorter version, the Duh desk, the State Department says, not a good time for U.S. travelers to go to Israel and the West Bank. <laughs> Reconsider travel and a do not travel advisory and a severe warning if you think you're going to the Gaza Strip. Thanks. <laughs> well, Newsom. <laughs> they just want to put it out officially. It's the State Department. They'll tell U.S. travelers. They're also telling people to show worldwide caution. And apparently that's rarely used by the State Department. Worldwide caution to all Americans overseas. Exercise increased caution due to the potential for violence and increased tensions globally. Just stay home. In other words, you might want to stay home until we see where this uh, turns next. Except um, I, got, I got Kamala Harris down the road and she's attracting way too much attention now. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's... I can't, that even, was, I can't even go take a walk. I do. Uh, there is a potential for terrorist attacks, demonstrations, violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests. Stay alert in locations frequented by tourists. Mm. And uh, they're also advising you maybe another place not to go to is Lebanon. Yeah. <laughs> Do not travel because of rocket missile or artillery exchanges between Israel and Hezbollah. This was Okay, thank you, State Department. You were right on top of this. This was Deborah's entire trip. I still can't believe that. It's an amazing... <laughs> Oh, the trip she planned the to Jordan. It was yeah. Jordan and Israel, yeah. Jordan and, and Israel. Egypt. And Egypt. Yeah. 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 Well, she would have... Uh, oh, like were, you said, it's a good thing she wasn't already there. One week later, she would have been well, on her way, right? Yeah, they they would have taken her hostage by now. Although, good chance they would have given her back right away. Oh, man. Not here to defend herself. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's this chatty little thing? Throw her out. Oh, my She's God. vegan? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vegan too. Have some goat. No. <laughs> all right. I. Uh, uh, all right. First, I want to read you this. Um, this comes from the El Segundo Times today, because I, I, I. It says in capital letters, "Out now!" A gripping new hospital investigation. I smell a plot here coming from the El Segundo Times. This email is from Kevin. Marita, their executive editor, and he wants you to know that their latest investigative journalist piece is about the extremely high use of restraints at psych hospitals, in particular the L.A. General Medical Center. Why do I smell something going on? Well, what's been the big thing the last few weeks? Gavin Newsom signed a new piece of legislation, right? Care court and conservatorship. I think they're trying to get an early jump on making these hospitals yep. look no go oh, for homeless people who have psych problems. They're evil. They're restraining people, and they shouldn't be doing that. Because this this piece must have been in the works for weeks. Weeks. They have two reporters who did the story, and the first paragraph is, hospitals are forbidden under federal law from restraining psychiatric patients except to prevent them from harming themselves or others. And then it goes on to explain restraints can be used only when other steps have failed. So what I think's going on here, yeah, they want to get a jump yeah. on this idea that we're going to start sending some of the homeless mental patients right. to psych hospitals. They want to get out in front and say, oh, no, no, you're not going to do that. Right. 
It's not good in there. Yeah, it's like it was in the 60s and 70s and 50s or whatever. They, they, they Next don't... thing, there'll be lobotomies. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Man, would I bring lobotomies back if I were governor? But yeah, it would have been an interesting time if you were a governor. I... And you were urged to run a couple of years ago. I would have run on the lobotomy platform. <laughs> Can't you come have before the lobotomy panel who decides whether or not you get one. That's right. Uh so, so they, they really went after this Los Angeles General Medical Center, a public hospital formerly known as L.A. County USC Medical Center, serving some of the poorest and most vulnerable people in the nation's largest county. Boy, it is so cliched, isn't it? The inpatient psych unit has restrained patients at a higher rate than any other in California. And I'm not saying that isn't true, but I think they picked this story to do, especially investigative stuff. Oh, my God. They already have three stories out on this. Well, why high st- rates of restraint at L.A. General haven't raised alarms? He was strapped down for hours at this L.A. hospital. They interviewed one guy. And I'm not saying anything about this is fake. Oh, and another one. How often are psych patients restrained at your local hospital? And then finally, how we investigate the use of restraints on psychiatric patients. So I think they're trying to pave the way here for saying that this is not a solution to take people off the streets and put them in psych hospitals because they won't be treated well there. We have the proof. Look at our investigative series. They're giving talking points to all... The whiny civil rights groups. Oh, the homeless who, activists. We're going to bitch and complain that all the mental patients in the streets and drug addicts are being treated inhumanely, and we have to end this practice. We have to get rid of the care court, stop admitting them into psych hospitals, stop uh, issuing uh, restraint uh, binders. Oh, they uh, went back in time. They did the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. One of the reasons times. that we ended up with some of the problems we have is because, yes, a lot of the psychiatric hospitals uh, were pretty poor you, in the United States back in the day. Do you know what you have to do to actually end up restrained in a psychiatric hospital? It's almost impossible to explain how dangerous and insane you have to be because they don't take you in unless you're an imminent threat to yourself or someone else, which means you have to have the knife poised in the air. <laughs> About the, the, to, the way the laws are written now, it's pretty hard. Yeah, uh, unless you self-commit. And so uh, Newsom's uh, care court is going to change the definition. So if you clearly can't care for yourself uh, and, and and get yourself uh, proper, and isn't uh, that like ninety percent of the vagrants we right. see on the streets right now? Yes. Wouldn't you look at them and say they need conservatorship? Yes. They're not caring for themselves. Yes, that, that, this is the this is the only way. We've talked about this for years and years. We were always right. It's never going to change. You know, most of the people you see on the streets have to be forcibly put into a mental health care or drug rehab center against their will. And if they act up, yeah, put them in restraints. Shoot them up with uh, with a horse tranquilizer, whatever it takes. You get them off the streets so we can go back to normal life like we had it all our lives. And then I'll come in and decide if they get a lobotomy. That's right. That'll be my job. I'll bring my... I'll be uh, the cleanup guy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but, but really, I just want to warn... The listers that I think that's really was the purpose oh, yeah. of this investigative series it's, it, they're doing. It, it's not a newspaper. It's an advocacy journal. That's what it is. They advocate policies that they approve of. Yeah, they probably sat around at the table one day and said, how can we head off this care court thing and conservatorship and putting people into, and as we used to call them, mental institutions. I don't even know what to call them now. This is psychiatric facilities. But what can we do? Oh, yeah, let's try to find some abuse. Now, let's bring back Let's run a bunch of stories on a you like mental Let's, I want to bring back all the old phrases that described accurately what what these uh, locations were. All right? They were mental hospitals. But they were hospitals. unkind they and were... shaming. 
<laughs> I'm now for accuracy. They were marginalizing people. <laughs> no, you're not for accuracy. No, it's a psychiatric center. I don't, I don't know why psychiatric center is uh, less uh, stigmatizing. No, a psychiatric than a center doesn't sound too bad, no. I don't think it is. Think just, you know, no. just lock them up. You know, you can call them whatever you want. Call them a banana. Whatever you want to call it. But it, it, you have to lock them up and put them away. And, and, and accept the fact that a lot of these people, you're never going to fix. It's impossible. They have uh, organic brain damage, permanent brain damage. Oh, then they see. Then the Times is going to do the story about over medicating, right? That's yeah. the other thing. Well, you know, you know, if I had a uh, hundred billion dollars, I would, uh, I would start up the Anti Times and publish all the truth. I'd stop worrying about what those little twenty-five-year-old uh, 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 delicate flowers who've been brainwashed from the Ivy League schools write. Here's what they write, the L.A. Times. That's just a nameplate. What they are are all these whiny college kids with their weirdo views that they got from school. And, and, and you read their crap. It's like, oh, the L.A. Times says. It's like, stop it. If you had these people over, they would be the most annoying guests you'd ever talk with in your life. Like, like maybe your, your son or daughter's annoying college friends who think they know everything about the world, right? Real left wing, real progressive, real woke. And, you know, you wouldn't even get to dessert with them. You'd be kicking them out. You'd be lobotomizing oh, them. It's the L yeah, that's right. You'd be lobotomizing. It's like, oh, it's the L.A. Times. Like, stop that. That's just a nameplate. That's just a coat of arms. All right, we'll be back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the air from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand. And that's uh, the podcast version of the show. Same program. Listen right. to what you missed. Yeah, and we got a lot to come. Next hour, we'll play for you a story that uh, comes under the category of, uh-huh. Told you so. Zero bail in L.A. County. They just arrested a woman for setting fires in Sherman Oaks. Turns out she had been subject to arrest not long before that for vandalism. Thanks to zero bail, she was out there to start burning things. We'll explain all this coming up in the 2 o'clock hour with the report from Fox 11. <clears throat> We've been talking a lot about this hour, of course, about Israel and Hamas. Uh, I don't know, if John, if you had a chance to read this Stanford professor about free will. Yes, I did. <clears throat> this is fascinating. And uh, clearly, you could really go down a rabbit hole if you wanted to spend an hour or two talking about what this is about. Although I like this, uh, an objector, and basically what this professor's concluded, that there is no such thing as free will. And uh, as a, an objector puts in the story, so we're deterministic biochemical puppets? That's what we are? Uh this guy with the hair that looks like uh, a judge in, in a court in Britain. You know, what? It, it would help if he didn't look like... Uh, Robert Sapolsky a, is his a, name. He looks like a drug-addicted vagrant, okay? He's but got so, a long beard. And he's got the long kind of wavy hair, like a wig on his head. Yeah. That goes all the way down to his shoulders, but it's kind of curly like uh, yeah. the, the courtroom judges of the... Uh, and, and, his, and his beard is a different color from his hair. It's just... <laughs> yes, exactly right. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he's a neurobiologist by the name of Robert Sapolsky. After more than 40 years studying humans and other primates, 40 years, he's reached the conclusion that virtually all human behavior is as far beyond our conscious control as the convulsions of a seizure or the division of cells or the beating of our hearts. And then the next paragraph will get you, because this got me. This means accepting that a man who shoots into a crowd 
has no more control over his fate than the victims who happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. It means treating drunk drivers who barrel into pedestrians just like drivers who suffer a sudden heart attack and veer out of their lane. This is George Gascon's wet dream. This, That's what I thought of, too. Oh, the criminal justice system. Is, Reformers but, will love this. This isn't an accident. This is what they've been incrementally preparing us for and heading towards all along. The right. idea that there is no such thing as crime. Therefore, there are no jail sentences. There's no prison. There's no need for police because no one should be arrested. Nobody should ever be blamed or held responsible for whatever they do because they couldn't help it. It was pre-programmed into them. This is the mountaintop here. This is Nirvana. I'm just surprised that they're going there so quickly. But they've made so much progress. At least this guy, Sapolsky, said, ah, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, and the book breaks down the neurochemical influences that contribute to human behaviors. Although you're a big believer in the chemicals in the brain. You are, right? You do believe that. Yes, that's they, why people don't change. No, they can, <laughs> no, they can, you get hardwired from your childhood uh, based partly on your genetic that you inherit and partly on you know, the kind of environment you grow up in. But the chemicals affect your moods, which is why when people get depressed, they, they, they have a chemical imbalance in the brain. Right. And so if you give them medications, it completely changes their, their, their personality in terms of having energy and being engaged in the world. Well, the way the Times writer put it here, eh, this gets to the heart of it. We know we make decisions when we're hungry, stressed, or scared. We know our physical makeup is influenced by the genes inherited from different ancestors and by our mother's health during, our preg during her pregnancy. Abundant ev evidence indicates that people who grew up in homes marked by chaos and deprivation will perceive the world differently and make different choices than people raised in safe, stable Resource rich and okay. See, so this means you can't punish them because uh, there, there's no free will. They we, were just driven this way by a uh, circumstance, so, right? Be because you and I grew up in relatively stable home environments. That's a pr an unearned privilege, privilege that right. we have. So we don't deserve to have our freedom if it means people who didn't grow up grow up with that privilege end up being jailed because they couldn't help it, right? And, and that's, that, that's why I've always looked at jail or prison as a way to keep innocent people from getting hurt. We can fight all day about why people are bad. You know, are they born that way? Is it evil? Like something almost So spiritual? this almost makes the case for locking people up permanently, too. Because right, yes. Because, yeah, because they're ill. They're going to do it again, and they can't help it. That's yeah. who they are. Maybe they were abused so badly as a kid that they had this permanent anger. They ended up with, like, uh, a certain kind of brain damage from all the stress and abuse that they suffered. I, I can accept that. But you, you still lock them up because they're a danger. Uh, see, that doesn't, it doesn't change the destination. The destination should still be prison. But they're going to use his arguments to say that, oh, you have no more right to do that. Yeah. You wonder how long before this uh, professor's book is picked up by uh, five this, minutes. this crowd of, of Gascones, right? Yeah, Gascones. This, is, this is another version of what Gascon has been saying. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. And Sandy Wells is live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 